Good morning. Hope everybody's doing well today on this fabulous and wonderful Thursday morning. Uh, looks like it's a little rainy outside today, so be careful and take your time and uh, don't get in uh, these old roads when they get a little wet, uh, tend to get a little slippery, particularly after people's mowed and they blow grass in the road, so be very careful. I didn't think it was supposed to even rain today, after what I understood. It was supposed to be, uh, that was only just a small chance uh, uh, rest of the week, so uh, apparently uh, uh, I was wrong. <laughs> so glad I got my mowing done yesterday, and I know my wife is happy that I got it done, and uh, she's very particular about my yard and everybody else's yard, so she... Uh, often says she's going to give a citation to those who have not uh, trimmed their hedges and mowed their yards to her specifications. So if you're one of those individuals, be aware that you may get a citation nailed to your door for the lack of uh, proper lawn maintenance. So, uh, <laughs> of course, you know, I'm just, just kidding and joking around. She'll probably beat on me later for saying that. Uh, you know, uh, Yesterday and today, I have uh, uh, been uh, insinuated that uh, I am a racist. And, uh, you know, I am, if I have put anything out there uh, to, uh, to insinuate that in any way, shape, form, or fashion, let me first and foremost apologize. Uh, that's the last thing I want to do. Uh, I am, uh, um, you know, I'm like a majority of Americans. I don't care what color you are. I think majority of Americans are fed up with what's going on, uh, with this with this rioting, uh, with this wanting to pull down statues. I mean, they're pulling down statues of Ulysses S. Grant. If they knew their history, he was fighting for the very thing that they're <laughs> they're wanting, uh, and they're and they're trying to tear down Abraham Lincoln. Uh, they, uh, you know, uh, it's just. Uh, I am frustrated beyond belief. I'm upset and I'm aggravated like a lot of you people uh, to see our flag desecrated, to see it burn. I even saw today in Tulsa, Oklahoma, they're not going to say uh, uh, the uh, or sing the national anthem uh, because uh, it is considered uh, racist in the third stanza. Uh, so they're going to sing uh, uh, "My land, This Land is Your Land. And uh, uh, it just, you know, our national anthem, our flag, is far from racist. Uh, we have, uh, you know, uh, the men and women that, that represent the freedom uh, that we have uh, in this wonderful and beautiful country uh, that we hold dear. And, uh, you know, it's sad that we live in a society now that uh, where, where everybody uh, is, you know, you have to be so careful. Uh, everybody walks on eggshells because everything's considered racist if you're not careful everything is offensive everything is you know you just want to live your lives and if people want to you know you know in your heart what you are you know i know that i'm not a racist i know that i try to to be kind to everybody i don't give a rat's backside what color you are i get sick of the the uh, uh the stupidity that's out in the world just like with this with this whole nascar fiasco i think it's just no more than a jesse smollett uh, attempt to uh garner some attention and uh, uh, for a subpar driver, and uh, uh, that's all that is. Now, 
I know that I'm a little unorthodox uh, compared to other pastors. I, I'm not as uh, uh, the kind of orator that some of them are. I may not show the restraint that some do. And, uh, and quite frankly, a lot of pastors are just cowards. They won't speak out against things that are uh, political. They won't speak out against things that are controversial because they're too worried about losing a fanny in the pew. And, and in the very th fact of the matter is, as pastors, uh, we have to speak out against those things that we are wrong and use each situation as a teaching moment uh, as in regards because people want to know what does the Bible say about a certain situation. Now, granted, I post some things on social media that, uh, uh, you know, I, I, is an attempt to you know, make, poke fun at some of the things that's going on. I may not always address each and every issue uh, with a uh, uh, backed by scripture, uh, but, uh, you know, I, I, I do post things on there in regards to what's going on. I do share things from Donald Trump Jr. and uh, Fox News that, uh, I, that I do agree with. I, I do want to point something out here. I think that uh, you will find uh, interesting. I, I won't bring this up here that I think goes clearly well with what I'm talking about this morning. If I can get my computer to work here. Here we go. Hold on here. All right. Now, this is called, uh, oops, hit the camera here hold on a second here my hand hit the camera i want to read this to you i think we uh is good at this point in time it's called the black robed regiment and it says the history of these great and godly men is one of the most stirring stories of our nation's history their courage and commitment to truth in liberty should inspire the hardest heart called the black robed regiment by the British who feared their influence on the colonists. These patriot preachers boldly proclaimed the biblical principles of government and liberty to their churches. And when the time came, they bravely led the men of their congregation to fight the redcoats. Now, I, um, I feel like that is uh, uh, indicative of what uh, pastors need to be uh, doing uh, is to speak against these things, uh, the uh, socio-political uh, issues uh, in accordance with God's word. And we have a responsibility to speak against those things out there uh, that uh, that we need to bring awareness to. That is part of our job. And, part, and so other pastors may not do that. And uh, that's between them and God. I have to do as what I feel led and uh, do what I feel is right. Now, I may need to back off a little bit on some of the posts that I make because I get angry and I get upset with what's going on. Maybe I need to be a little more selective in what I do. I'm not, not denying that. But, you know, you can go back and look at the Bible, and you can look at no, if you look no further, uh, and I, I, there's other uh, areas as well, but the, uh, the socio-political and racism and the Good Samaritan alone uh, dictates how Politics sometimes uh, in the Bible uh, have to, they kind of go hand in hand in the fact that the Bible is addressing uh, the sociopolitical instance uh, in the fact that the Jews and the Samaritans hate each other. You talk about racism, they despised each other, and yet the Good Samaritan helped this Jewish individual who had been beaten, who had been robbed, paid for him a place to stay, took care of him, and that was unheard of. Uh, in this particular day and time. And so uh, even racism in that time uh, was addressed. And uh, and it was not a popular thing. That's one reason why Jesus was hated, because the very things that he spoke out against and talked about, they did not want to hear. 
And so sometimes as pastors, I, uh, my dad and I, we have to uh, uh, tackle issues that are, may not be popular with a lot of people. But if we, if it's against God's word, if it's something that has to be addressed and how God's uh, word would uh, look to a certain situation, then we have to point it out. And uh, the hypocrisy of Black Lives Matters, uh, the fallacy that it is built on, just like I was watching a video yesterday, uh, the two black guys uh, were on there talking about how, uh, first of all, they weren't oppressed, but they said, look at all the money generated by Black Lives Matters, and it is going to white, old white people in Washington, D.C. It's not going to urban areas. It's not helping uh, those of color in the communities. I mean, so they, they were calling it out for what it is. And uh, so, you know, uh, if I've done anything to offend anybody, first of all, let me apologize. If it was truly a wrong, then I apologize. It's just something that goes against your sensibilities you just didn't like. Well, you know, I'm not apologizing for that. But if I'm, but if I uh, blatantly done something that you, uh, in your heart, know is wrong, then yes, address it. Uh, message me. Tell me. If you're, hey, Matt, this is way out of line, let me know. You know, I, I won't be offended. I won't be angry. I need to know if there's something I've done that uh, was not... Uh, uh, of a Christian attitude, so uh, so I just want to put that out there. So anyway, let's go ahead and stand and let's do our pledge of allegiance this morning. Be sure and uh, take your hats off, place your hand over your heart, and let us see this wonderful pledge. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Sad to see that there are so many who do not have a clue what uh, our flag is and what it represents, and... Uh, uh, we are truly a, a great nation. We really are. And I just uh, wish people would have more respect and appreciate what they have instead of trying to tear it down. I just, uh, an individual I saw uh, today said that uh, they're just wanting to uh, burn it down if they don't get their way. Uh, and it's just, I don't know, it's, it's very frustrating, upsetting, as, as many of you are aggravated as well. So, well, let's go ahead, and that, with that said, I think this, uh, this topic this morning uh, will it hopefully uh, will help uh, with the, the attitudes that we can be having today. So if you have your Bibles handy, I want you to look to Romans chapter 5, verses 1 through 5. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith and to this grace wherein we stand, and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And not only so, but we glory in tribulations also, knowing that tribulation worketh patience, and patience, experience, and experience, hope. And hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts and by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. And as me old pappy always says, bless this reading and the hearing of it to our hearts. You know, my friends, uh, you know, with what we start discussing this morning and the chaotic nature uh, of our world right now and in our nation, 
uh, it's very easy to be pessimistic. Uh, it seems like it's getting worse and worse, and it's only going to continue to get worse. And, uh, you know, I think there's a lot of younger people out there who are more concerned with what's going on in this world than people realize. I think a lot of people uh, want to classify a lot of these uh, uh, millennials or Generation Zs or Ys or whatever, uh, you know, as, as, as those who don't care, you know. And, and unfortunately, a lot of the bad apples uh, get the, uh, the most attention in regards to their uh, political viewpoints. And so it's easy to, to classify and, and paint them all with a broad brush. But there's a lot of them out there uh, who are generally concerned uh, with, the, uh, uh, with what's going on in our world right now. And, uh, and, and a lot of people are. It, it is scary uh, for a lot of people uh, seeing what's unfolding. Uh, the threats that are being made of, of uh, the destruction of our cities, uh, the threats of people uh, coming into our homes and, and taking things. And, uh, uh, you know, the G.K. Chesterton, uh, he talked about uh, the difference between uh, pessimism and uh, the difference between pessimism and hope. And, um, you know, when you look at um, uh, pessimism, uh, you're putting value uh, in nothing. But when you look at hope, you're putting value in something. And that's one thing, you know, when we look at God's Word, we have hope. We have Jesus Christ. He's the one that gives us the ability to endure and to persevere through the toughest of trials. He's the one that encourages us and gives us that strength during the most difficult times. Those without hope, uh, it's said that uh, won't live with just but, uh, a few seconds. You know, you can live so many days without water. You can live so many days without food, without hope. You won't live very long at all. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of atheists out there, and uh, they will argue uh, the, uh, that there is no God. Uh, they will argue that uh, we are just a, uh, a random uh, act of cells. You know, in other words, that we come from primordial ooze that uh, over thousands and millions of years we... Uh, you know, it, it defies the, the law of thermodynamics, but they want to say that, you know, over time we evolved what we are. But there was a gentleman uh, in a story I was reading uh, who was talking to an atheist and, you know, was uh, adamantly, uh, you know, speaking against uh, God and, and Christianity and, and pushing his atheistic views. And But he made mention of the fact that uh, his wife had a terminal illness and was dying. And um, uh, the person who was talking to him uh, was trying to say, well, you know, do you love your wife? And then, you know, kind of stared and looked and like, you know, what is, what is that supposed to mean? You know, he goes, yes, he goes, you would agree that your wife has intrinsic value uh, and that you truly love her. And he's like, yes. Yeah. So, well, what do you base that intrinsic value for? Just nothing more than random grouping of cells and, 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 uh, and, and come from nothing uh, what gives it that? What gives her that intrinsic value? What what makes you generate that love? See, even during the worst of times, uh, during uh, whether it's good or bad, all things point to God. All things point to His love. All, all things point to His existence. All things point to, uh, to Jesus Christ. And in Jesus Christ, even though the world is spiraling out of control, even though even though things are uh, are bad and may continue to get worse, we have to place our hope in God. We have to place our hope in Jesus Christ because without that, what is there? What else is there? There is nothing else out there to cling to. Uh, there's no anchor. There's no uh, uh, life-saving, uh, you know, if you're out in the middle of an ocean, you know, you're looking for anything that's floating by to cling to, to, to keep you from drowning. 
What else is there but Jesus Christ to save you and to help you through the roughest and toughest parts of our lives? Only Jesus Christ provides that hope. Only Jesus Christ provides uh, that strength that uh, only he can give us. And um, if you're struggling, you know, uh, as a lot of people are in regards to uh, uh, trying to, to cling to a little bit of optimism, uh, to a little bit of hope, uh, remember what G.K. Chesterton said, that with pessimism, there's value in nothing. But with hope, with optimism, there is value in something, all right? And you could be, some people could be uh, genuinely optimistic uh, and not be a Christian. But uh, in the end, uh, they're going to see that, uh, you know, they can try to have an optimistic viewpoint, but they're still going to, to lack something. They're still going to have that void of uh, there has to be something more. There's still going to be that fear that wells up within them. But for those who are saved, that fear is squashed because we know who walks with us. We know who walks beside us. We know who walks in front of us. We know who walks behind us. And we know who carries us through the midst of the storm. And that is Jesus Christ. That is where our hope is at. That is the, that promise. Just like we were talking about last night in Hebrews, that, that will, that inheritance, that is our hope for the future because we know that we're going to be the beneficiaries of that inheritance that Jesus Christ promised us. And so that's why we keep our eyes focused on God, not focused on the chaos of the world, but focused on God's strength, his love, his joy, his peace, focused on that. And when you're focused on that, you don't have time to sit and worry and, and allow the the disasters and what's going on in this world uh, to bring you down. Now, yes, obviously we're going to be affected. We, we will be empathetic. We'll be sympathetic to the plot of what's going on around us, obviously. I'm not saying that we're immune and, and that uh, we, we are um, uh, emotionless uh, to what's going on. Obviously, we, we will uh, have that uh, awareness and we want to try to help and repair uh, wrongs and, uh, and hurt uh, that is going on. And by doing so, we're showing Jesus Christ. We're showing that love uh, that God has put within us. But don't lose sight of your hope. Don't lose sight of that strength that only God can give and provide. So that's why it's imperative important to stay, spend that time in the Word, to spend that time in prayer. And that's why these verses uh, gives us that hope. You know, let's read it again in Romans 5. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Only peace, that, that true long-lasting peace only comes through God, by whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And not only so, but we glory in tribulations. You know, it's hard to understand. How can you glory in tribulations and trials? That's only because God gives you that ability. It's not something you can do, conjure on your own. It's only through Jesus Christ. It's only through God Almighty that gives you that ability uh, to glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulations worketh patience, and patience experience, and experience hope. Because when we go through those trials, we come out stronger. We come out better because God helps us. We're, we're strive, causing striving towards spiritual maturity, and that's what Christ is trying to help us with. And hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. Praise God. You know, I love this. The acronym of the Bible, Basic Instructions Before Leaving Earth. This is what we need to read daily to provide us for that hope that we need in a chaotic world. So if you're struggling today with worry, worry no more. Give it over to God. Just take today, live it for Jesus Christ. Don't worry about tomorrow. It's sufficient for it, you know, as God's word is sufficient thereof. 
it'll take care of itself. Let's just worry about today. Let's use today to glorify God. Let's find ways to, to uh, honor him and, and look for ways to talk to others about his love who may be in a state of panic and chaos with the virus and what's going on in our world. Their people are searching. They're needing God like never before. They're needing Jesus Christ. And let's make sure we're providing that and showing others, pointing them to the cross. A lot of things are offensive right now. They want to tear everything down. Guess what's been offensive for 2,000 years? The cross has been offensive, but the cross is needed to be offensive so that people are understanding that they are in need of repentance, that they're in need of a Savior. And without Christ, you're going to spend an eternity in hell. Through Jesus Christ alone can we have eternal life. So uh, if, you, if you're easily offended, guess what? You ain't going to like what uh, the cross represents. Let's have a word of prayer. And then, Father, Lord, we thank you, love you, and praise you. Lord, thank you so much for this wonderful day that you blessed us with. Lord let, Lord, let us put our trust and hope in you. Never let us lose sight of what you provide and the strength that you give. Lord, pray that your peace will fill our hearts and minds. And Lord, if there's anyone watching this morning that doesn't know you, let them pray this prayer. Dear God, forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose to the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill me with you, Holy Spirit. Lord, be with us, lead us, guide and watch over, protect us. Lord, I pray that you will bring peace upon our land and that you will touch hearts and minds like never before, that this race division uh, will be healed. And Lord, the only way that can happen is by people turning to you. Lord, let us look on, uh, not on the color of someone's skin, but, but their character and their merit. Let us look at their heart and let us uh, help them to understand Jesus Christ. And Lord, uh, I pray that you be with our police officers. Lord, let them know that they are loved, that they are needed, and they are appreciated. Lord, I want to lift up our sisters in Christ, Kim Penix and Wendy Lee, Ginger Hood, uh, Troy, uh, his cousin. Uh, Kim, I pray that you be with Linda Feathers and David Feathers, Roger Winters, uh, Lord, and so many others, uh, Ron and Thelma Thompson in particular. Lord, I pray that you be with them. And Lord, I pray that you be with our president and give him proper wisdom and discernment during these difficult times and protection about him and his family. Lord, we thank you, we love you, we praise you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. I appreciate all you guys and girls uh, for watching this morning. And uh, if you want to share these devotions, you can always find me here at Dr. Young 77 If your friends or family don't do uh, social media, they can always go to YouTube and find me at Dr. Matthias Young and watch all the devotions there. And uh, as always, if you haven't already, be sure to go to the Dr. Young Chronicles on Apple, Pot uh, Apple iTunes. And uh, there you can listen to all the devotions, all the sermons, and that uh, is uh, audio only, no video, but you can listen to it as you're working around the house or wherever you're going or what you're doing there. So hope everybody has a great day today, a fantabulous day. And remember, live each day as if it were your last, because one day it will be. Thanks for watching. God bless. You.